Your Locked On Maple Leafs. Your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast. One stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother from TSN's Overdrive. Give me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow shows well at Locked On Leafs. If you like what you hear today, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Leave a rating and review as well. That would be much, much appreciated. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Until on that Locked On sent you. Man, we got some massive news over the weekend. Big old news dump in regards to some of the injuries going on with this Lee, with this Leafs team. We got an update on Austin Matthews, whether or not he will be ready to go by the season opener tomorrow night. Same with uh, Ilya Mikheyev. He's going to be out for a bit. And then we had another injury scare at practice today. I'll tell you about all of that stuff. But first and foremost, um, the news is out there. So I, I'm, I am not... Now, also, in addition to my role with Overdrive and my role uh, here as the host of Lockdown Leafs, I am now also going to uh, going to keep a role in here, and I'm going to be the co-host of Leafs Lunch on TSN 1050. Uh, so just a little bit of personal news. Now, um, that should not interfere with what we got going on here. In fact, I believe that should only help me. You know, I sit here, I do a Leafs show every day uh, with Locked On Leafs, and then I'll do uh, basically the same stuff. Leafs show every day on Leafs Lunch. It'll be different content, obviously. The the, the lunch has is a little bit more uh, interview-driven, bringing on guys uh, you know, like Darren Dreger and, and and players and whatnot, they'll all be coming onto the show. Whereas here is more so my raw thoughts um, and like my analysis of what's going on. So we can get a little bit of both uh, both tastes. You can get my interview skills on Leafs Lunch along with you know my thoughts as well, and then get uh, a little bit more nitty gritty discussion. Um, a little, yeah, more in-depth discussions here on Locked on Leafs about the the, the little stuff. Um, but anyways, so I just, uh, yeah, that, that news came down today. I had my first show, and it was fantastic. So just a little bit of personal news. I know that some people uh, from the pod uh, were tweeting at me saying, oh, are you still going to be doing uh, Locked on Leafs? And the answer is yes. Yes, I will continue to do Locked on Leafs as long as uh, – well, I guess as, as long as I'm able to do both and I don't run out of steam, um, I will continue to do Lockdown Leafs. I'll continue to do Leafs Lunch. I'll continue to do Overdrive. Uh, and I'm just going to basically just be a content machine over the next little days, uh, next little bit. Uh, but enough about me. Let's get right to it because there is so much news going on right now in Maple Leafs land. Um, none bigger than an update on Austin Matthews. He will not be in the lineup tomorrow night for game one of the season. He won't also be there. Their game two when they play Ottawa the next night on Thursday. And then even on Saturday, he's already been ruled out. So he's going to miss a week of games to start the year. Uh, I guess he's just still not fully 100%. They kind of want to take some precautions here and make sure that he is fully healed so that this does not become a nagging injury. Um, and they just don't want to be okay 80% give a little bit too much stress on it, and then they didn't fully let it heal, and then possibly, you know, something else could happen again at some point this season. So, um, 
it's been it'll be two months tomorrow since undergoing the surgery on that wrist. So, and that was kind of the timeline, right? It said six to eight weeks. So that's roughly two months, I guess. Um, and it's uh, clearly been on the the eight week front <laughs> at this point uh, for the the injury. But hey, better safe than sorry. Take a couple of games early in the year, and then hopefully you don't have to miss any uh, midseason or, heaven forbid, late in the season when Austin Matthews is really going to be needed for this team. Um, also, keep in mind that later in the show, uh, as you know, while I do this injury roundup, we're also going to do some Maple Leafs over-unders and then take a look at uh, what player awards the Maple Leafs could be intention for and also take a, take a peek at Possibly what, uh, you know, over at betonline.ag, what exactly are the value and what are the odds of some of those awards for the Maple Leafs? Uh, but continuing here with this injury roundup. Uh, so, yeah, Matthew's out tomorrow night. It's going to be out for the next few days. So John Tavares in morning skate today moves up to the first line center with Mitch Marner and Nick Ritchie. And Alex Kerfoot takes over as the second line center with Nylander and Bunting. Um, look, I thought Nylander and Kerfoot actually played pretty good last year in the playoffs when Tavares went down alongside Alex Galchenyuk. Uh, you know, you toss Michael Bunting there, who I think can play, you know, just as fine a role as Galchenyuk did. And I feel confident. I feel comfortable at the very least uh, with that as a lineup until, you know, as, as a placeholder line until uh, until Matthews is ready to go, until he's 100%. So it looks like that is going to be the line for tomorrow um and then i'll find exactly what all of the lines were for you i i had it here and now i gotta go and find it again Uh, i definitely just got out of the stuff but um let's take a peek right now where i could find this stuff and this is take you uh let me take you behind the curtain a little bit this is what we call gas bagging in radio where people just kind of talk while they try and pull stuff up and figure it out. And then eventually, once they have finally pulled it out and they finally get what they need, then they stop and they tell you, okay, this is what it is. So I have now done that. Uh, and okay, this are what the Leafs lines were today in practice. So like I said, Richie, Tavares, and Nylander, and Marner on the top line, Bunting, Kerfoot, Nylander on the second line. Pierre Engvall sliding into the third line role with Camp and Kashe. So that'll kind of be the de facto shutdown line. Um, so Engvall kind of now sliding into that Ilya Mikheyev role. We'll talk about Mikheyev's injury in just a moment, but he's going to be out long-term. Uh, so Engvall, Cache, and Kampf will be the third line. And then Simmons, Amadio, and Jason Spezza uh, will be the fourth line for tomorrow. Or at least this is what the lines were in practice. Uh, Riley, Brody, Muzzin, Hall, Sandine, and Dermott. Gets himself back into the good books, I guess. And he was uh, on the third pair today instead of Lilligren, who had uh, kind of third pair duties the last couple of days, just trying to get a, a last look at uh, at Lilligren. But looks like Dermot beat him out for that, which I anticipated happening anyways. Uh, so that's what the lines are going to look like tomorrow, most likely. However, uh, they could not because... Just quickly, Mitch Marner did leave practice today after a collision with Wayne Simmons. There's video of it online, and it somewhat looked like slight contact to the head. Uh, Marner went to the the head uh, head trainer, the head therapist over there, chatted with Keith, and then left the ice for the day. So left practice early. Um, 
I'm not going to speculate on that any further. I think the team will reevaluate him tonight and and tomorrow and then make a decision by then and let us know whether or not he's going to be playing or not. Uh, But if he's going to miss tomorrow night uh, or any time, really, uh, it's clearly unideal, especially coupled with the loss of of Austin Matthews and, and Ilya Mikheyev. And so that, that brings me to the Mikheyev news. Um, out six to eight weeks with a broken thumb. And, I mean, Yari down Hyman, right? He's gone. He's no longer on the team. Mikheyev was a big-time penalty killer for you. And if Marner's gone, too, that's three of your four penalty killers. And they really, those were the three staples. And then they had, you know, Engvall do some, Kerfoot did some. Like, they had some guys kind of filter in all three out to start the year. Um, That would be a big blow. So that's kind of where uh, my kind of my brain starts to look at this is, okay, with McKayev out and Marner out, oh, boy, that PK may be in trouble. No Zach Bogosian either. Maybe Travis Dermott's going to have to kind of fill in there and, 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 you know, try and make a name for himself as, uh, as, as a decent defensive defenseman here. But. Ilya Mikheyev out six to eight weeks, broken thumb. Um, just a little bit of an unfortunate play. Just kind of tripped up and landed awkwardly on his hand and ended up breaking his thumb. And it was the day before his birthday, too, uh, which which sucks. But, like, he was getting a good look here in the top six before that injury, right? Like, he was getting a good run. Played a couple of games here with Tavares and or Nylander. Um and now with that injury, he's going to be sidelined for a bit. That paves the way for Michael Bunting to just go right up to that second line role and take over. And now this is Michael Bunting's show, and it's an opportunity for the Toronto boy to uh, to the Scarborough native to get it done, to, to say, yeah, I can be a top six role for this Toronto team. My skill set suits what they need on that line, and I'm going to do my best to uh, to prove that Sheldon Keefe and and Kyle Dubas did right by giving me an opportunity here, bringing me in on a multi-year deal, and are giving me a shot in the top six. So he's going to get every every opportunity to succeed here in Toronto, and it's going to start tomorrow night as as he's now the de facto second line uh, winger for the time being. Um, but again, who takes over on the PK? Right, so Bunting will take over McKayev's spot, uh, which he may have even won that spot anyways. We don't actually know. It seems like they were getting a good look at McKayev, but it just ended now will go to Bunting no matter what. But the penalty kill, that's again where I search for who's going to take his place. Um and I land on Pierre Engvall, who we weren't exactly sure if he was gonna make to the team. Uh, I know a few weeks ago there was speculation that potentially teams were calling on him and the Leafs were listening based on his cap number and based on what you know how many players were NHLers were in camp and they just weren't sure if the numbers were going to fit or if he was going to end up you know being a fixture on this team. But injuries occur. He had a decent couple of last games in camp once he got healthy, scored a couple goals, and now with McKayev's injury specifically, I think he they need him a little bit now because he's a little bit more of a defensive type of player. He can kill penalties. He's done that in the past. Did that with Sheldon Keefe with the Marlies. Did that a little bit last year for uh, for the Maple Leafs and a, a tad the year before. So I think that is 
that's where he's going to come in handy. He's going to be on that third line, shutdown line with Kampf and Kashe, and then also going to get some PK abilities. Wouldn't be surprised if Kashe got some penalty killing time as well, and perhaps, perhaps we even get to see William Nylander kill some penalties if, uh, if indeed um, Marner misses as well as Mikheyev, who we already know is going to be out for six to eight weeks. So injuries galore to start the season. Not a great omen. Um, just to round this out again, Matthews out the next three games, not quite 100% with his wrist. Uh, Mikheyev out six to eight weeks with a broken thumb. And Mitch Marner left practice today after a collision with Wayne Simmons. Um, no timeline, no, you know, it may even be nothing. They just said, it uh, seems like he should be fine, but they'll reevaluate him tomorrow and let us know how he's feeling after that. But as of now, we're not going to speculate, um, but would clearly be a big miss if he also could not go for the Maple Leafs for the home opener um, and the season opener tomorrow night against the Habs. All right, so now that we got that news out of the way, um, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we'll take a look at some Maple Leafs over-unders on the year, and then also got uh, some Leaf player awards that the Leafs could have a shot in. Also have what their uh, what their value is on BetOnline.ag. What you could get if you bet on them. And I got a hot take for you. My hot take of the season, and we'll get to all that next here on the Locked On Leafs podcast. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for your auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and then choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, price at Rock Auto are always reliably low and the same for the professionals as the do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or your truck and write locked on on their How'd You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts a car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends logging for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle. And a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings you all your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows in all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's a no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Welcome back to the Locked On These Podcast. Mike DiStefano, the host of this program. So we are less than 24 hours from the puck drop for the Maple Leaf season. You're, you may even be listening to this on game day. It's 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 as of now about 6.30, 7 o'clock um, Tuesday night as of the recording of this. So by the time you're listening to this, it could very well be game day. If it is, woo, it's game day. We made it. Uh, but we're going to take a look at some over-unders for the Maple Leafs heading into the season. Uh, and uh, just going to give my predictions also on 
um, what awards the Maple Leafs could be in contention for going uh, into the year. So we'll start with the over-unders, uh, and we'll start with the, the, the Leafs' power play. And I, I set the over-under at 21.5. Last year, it was 20%. Uh, 21.5 would be good for top 10 power play based on last year's numbers. Um, but at 20%, which is surprisingly high considering the last 32 games, keep in mind, this was a 56-game season, the last 32 games, they were 6 for 76 or something like 6 for 72, something like that, and just a plus one goal differential while on the man advantage over the last 32 games. They scored six goals while on the man advantage and allowed five shorties. Oi, that is gross. Uh, so the Leafs power play, I have set at the over-under at 21.5. I'm going to take the over on that, though. I, I will. Like, last year, they came out firing, right? The only reason why they were so hot, because this was like firing, it was like a 10% clip the last 30 games, which means they were operating at about a 30% clip the first half of the season, and they were scoring at will, but then it just got a little bit too stale. Everyone knew the puck's going to Matthews, and they just kept everything to the outside. And the Leafs weren't really able to generate much on the power play. Um, they've changed things up a little bit. They've they've now have uh, William Nylander up on the top unit, and he's all on the half wall. You're going to have Matthews on the other side of it. You've got Marner in the bumper position. Tavares playing net front. Um, you know, and looks like Morgan Riley's going to start off as the power play quarterback. Did score a goal on the power play in the preseason, um, but you know, either way. And it's a it's not as much of a new personnel for the power play, but it's a little bit of a new look, right? We're we're seeing guys in different spots, and hopefully this this leads to uh, a much better power play, one that's not as easily, um, you know, that that could be killed very easily, right? A guy like William Nylander won't be afraid to shoot the puck. A guy like John Tavares won't be afraid to shoot the puck. Um, so they're not necessarily going to be able to cheat towards Matthews like they seemingly seemingly were doing uh, a lot of a lot of the back half of last year. That's what teams were doing. Uh, so I'm going to take the over there. Speaking of Austin Matthews, the over under for goals for Matthews is set at 52 and a half goals. He is the plus 300 favorite to win the Rocket. I think he does win the Rocket again. And 52 and a half. Well, if you would have asked me this a week ago, I probably would have said smash the over. I still think he'll get the over, but I'm not ready to smash it anymore. Um, Like at one point I was thinking, yeah, this guy can easily score 55 to 60, but now he's going to be missing three games. And if he's missing three, like if they're coming out and they're like, yeah, he's missing three games for sure, is this lingering, is this like surgery lingering a little bit more than we're being led to believe? Like it's not like day-to-day. This is, yeah, he's going to be out for another week. Like it's almost as if this is week-to-week at this point. And if that's the case, is there complications here with the wrist surgery? That's kind of a question that I started to ponder today when I found out he was going to be gone, um, or yesterday when I found out he was going to be gone for for you know the first week, the first three games. It's like, hmm, that's kind of interesting. Seemed like he was almost day to day, and now they're saying, nah, he's going to miss a whole week. Thought it was weird, um, and for that, 
I, I it's a little bit of a skeptical to say he'll hit the over of 52 and a half. Rick Vives Maple Leafs goal scoring record is 54, which so I would like for him to 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 beat that. He has the skill, he has the the ability. And that said, he did score 41 last year with a bum wrist through what 53 games I think it was. So look, 52 and a half, I'm saying 55 goals in let's say 76 games, I could see that happening. You know, he's already only guaranteed 79. Let's say he misses a few more throughout the season. I think he could score 53 in 75. Yes, I'm going to take the over. Uh, Mitch Marner, points, 99.5. Can Mitch Marner become just the third player in Maple Leafs history to eclipse the 100-point mark? Over. I'm taking the over again. Wow, I am just way too happy about this. I, I have way too much optimism here with the Maple Leafs because I'm just taking all the overs here. Um, but I do. I, I like that that number at 99.5. I think he, he breaks through the, the century mark. Look, this is a, a talented, talented team. It really is. I know that Leafs Nation, even myself at times, I, I, I somewhat get clouded over the fact that they've just keep breaking our hearts over and over and that this team must suck. They don't. They are really, really talented. Like, this team has two top 15 players on it, three of the top 40, and they got a pretty good nucleus around them as well. Like, I like the makeup of this team. It's a talented, talented roster. And you put a guy like Marner who just makes plays, you pair him up with Matthews, even Tavares. We've seen Tavares have a 40-goal season with Marner. Where they all, where Marner also had like 92 points, I think it was that year in the 90s. Yeah, I think at this point he's ready to have a real breakout season. Um, I think he he eclipses the 99 point mark, gets to 100. So I'm taking the over for Marner, 99 and a half points. Uh, this one's interesting. Nick Robertson games played set at 22 and a half. I'm gonna take the under here. Um, I I know there's a lot of people out there that are on the Nick Robertson train, and I am as a prospect. I still think he could be a major piece of this team going forward. I just don't know if this is the year. Um, he had ample opportunity this preseason, this offseason, to prove that he could be a fixture in this lineup. And they opted to go with guys like Richie, like Bunting, like Engvall, like Michael Amadio over Nick Robertson. They sent him down real quick. Like, he was part of the first cuts of training camp, basically. Sent him right down to the Marlies. They knew that's where he was starting because he wasn't ready for the bigs. And I think it would do him good, right? Have a full season in the minors. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. There are so many players who, who play full seasons or most seasons in the AHL, the American League, just to kind of learn the pro game. Learn how to play hockey the right way. And then get an opportunity the following season in the NHL. And I feel like Nick Robertson could be that guy. Because, I mean, let's face it, there's going to be jobs up for grabs next year. Like if guys like Nick Ritchie and Michael Bunting don't set the world on fire, you bet your ass that Nick Robertson is is going to be one of the the top targets to replace one of those guys on those in that top six. 
along with Radion Amirov. So there's definitely um, an appetite out there for people who want to see Nick Robertson in a Maple Leafs uniform. And I do. I think we will see it at some point. I just don't know if it's going to be as many as 22 games this season. May end up getting a handful, some call-ups here and there with some injuries. Um, But at the end of the day, I don't see him playing a quarter of the year here in Toronto. So I'm going to take the under for Nick Robertson. Uh, We'll do the last over-under, and then we'll move to player awards on the other side. And this one's the biggie. Playoff wins. Three and a half playoff wins. So clearly this number is suggesting either over, they will finally win a round, or under, they will once again crash, burn, and have another first-round exit. Up until a couple of days ago, I was a little bit pessimistic. And then I actually watched the All or Nothing series. And then I remembered how talented this team actually was. And and the small errors that were made in that round against the against the Montreal Canadiens that actually ended their season. Like I can count on my hand the three plays specifically that ended the Maple Leaf season. And that's not including the play that got John Tavares, their captain, out of the series. You want to include that? Four plays that specifically ended the Maple Leafs season. And all of that could have been eroded if they got any ounce of offense from their stars. I don't think if they go into another playoffs that they will get shut out. There's no way Mitch Marner goes another seven games, six games, without scoring a goal. I don't see it. I do not see it. I think it'll happen. Um, it's something that they worked on. They went. They they hired a new mental coach uh, to kind of help with some things. I think Greg Millen, I want to say, is his name. There's a great article, actually. Uh, Josh Cloak wrote it in The Athletic. You should go check it out. It's really good. Um, I think he can help them when they get in into those funks, kind of get them out of those funks. I know that they worked on working tight in space with some skills coaches. Uh, so I, I I do think that they have an opportunity to win a round. This team is good enough to do it. The next question is, <laughs> who are they going to play in the first round? Because they got to play Tampa. Like this is just such bad luck. It's like okay, this team's good enough. This team is better than probably. 11, like I would say this team is like a top seven team, which which means they would be better than, they'd be in the top half of the league in the playoffs, right? If they're a top five to seven team, they're a top half of the league when it comes to the playoffs. 16 teams make the playoffs. If you're the seventh best, you should be able to win a round. But unfortunately, it's no longer one through eight, and it's going to be against the Atlantic Division, which is tough, 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 tough. Uh, Montreal uh, is going to be a factor, maybe, uh, I guess. Uh, but Tampa, clearly, they're, they're going for a three-peat. You had Florida, who's everybody is is all hot on because they had a, a, a pretty good offseason. You know, you've got Boston, who's always, you know, the, the demon for the Maple Leafs. Like, it's just tough, tough, tough. But feeling a little optimistic. I've been optimistic all day long. I think this is the year they finally end the 17-year droughts and win a round. 
But the only way this happens, they need to finish in one of those top three slots, preferably not with a first-round matchup against Tampa Bay. So if it goes Toronto or if it goes Tampa, Florida, Toronto, Boston, I like their chances against the Florida Panthers. If they have to play the Boston Bruins, I like their chance against the Boston Bruins. But if they just sneak in with a wild card spot and they got to play Tampa in the first round, eh, it gets dicey, real dicey, really dicey. That said, I know that there's been a lot of chatter, and I've even kind of been a little in the moment where I'm already crowning you know, uh, the Panthers as like the second best team in this division. Go take a second look at that lineup. It's not that deep. It really is not. I mean, they've got some really solid stars in Barkov and Huberto. There's a lot of question marks and a lot of dice rolls out there. Right? Guys like guys like Carter Verhage. Is he really a 30-goal scorer? Because he's currently on your top line. And if he's not, well, we'll see how that how that all works out. Owen Tippett, a rookie. They're giving him an opportunity up in the top nine. Is he going to emerge as a as an up-and-coming star like they expect him to be? Well, Sam Bennett. Can Sam Bennett continue to be the guy he was last year when he got traded from Calgary, where he scored like 15 points in nine games, something stupid like that, and then added another uh, a bunch of points? I think he also had, what, like six or seven points in the playoffs? Five points in the playoffs also? But can he do that again? Can he replicate that? Like, that wasn't what he was in Calgary. Can he carry this over into the following season? These are the question marks that I have with the Florida Panthers. And then, I don't know what they're going to get at their goaltending. Bobrovsky is, well, who knows what Bobrovsky is anymore. Um, and Spencer Knight's a rookie. I, I think he's a great goalie. He's going to be one of the best for a very long time. But he's still a rookie. And we'll see what you know what happens when he starts to have to be in a in NHL environments going up against guys like Austin Matthews instead of guys who you know were in the American League or guys who were I think he was actually in college for last year college guys so I'm not as sold that the Panthers are like guaranteed to finish number two. I almost believe that the Maple Leafs can finish second in this division, still get home ice advantage, and have a really good opportunity to beat one of Boston or Florida. I believe it. I believe it. All right, we'll take one more quick break. When we get back, we'll quickly go through some of the uh, awards and which ones the Leafs might be able to contend for. Um, And, uh, yeah. And some of the the bets over at betonline.ag. So we'll do that when we return here on the Lockdown Lease podcast. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Did you know that the Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time only? Right now, they've got Grasshopper Cookie. It 
is phenomenal. And when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about all of their favorites. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. You got coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So there's something for everyone. And know this, my favorite flavor, the peanut butter brownie. It is fantastic. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors that we provide. And not only are the Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. They're great for the health conscious guy or gal, but also good for the keto diet. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, just 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. Order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like and get it now. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Welcome back into the Locked on These Podcast. Mike DiStefano, the host of this program. Just a reminder that we have shows each and every day, Monday to Friday. Uh, so make sure that you are subscribed. Make us your first listen of the day and get all you need to know about the Maple Leafs each and every morning directly to your phone here on Locked on Leafs. So let's take a look at some of the awards that the Maple Leafs could be in contention for. That's what we want to know. What awards could the Maple Leafs players be in contention for? So the first one that obviously sticks out is the Rocket Richard. Austin Matthews, 41 goals last year, the reigning champion. He's the plus 300 favorite. Um, that is That is clearly the biggest favorite when it comes to a Maple Leaf winning a major award this year. And I like it. I actually, uh, plus 300 is better value than last year. I think it was like 250 last year. So uh, plus 300, a little bit, little bit better value. Uh, but hopefully, the, it, we're hoping on that the injury does not persist any more than till the end of this week when he's supposed to be out. Um, because if it does linger or it does persist and nags at some point through the year, uh, then you get a little you get in trouble a little bit with this, uh, with this bet if you were to make it. Okay, what about the Hart Trophy? Anybody in uh, in the running for the Hart Trophy? Absolutely, Austin Matthews once again could be in the running for the Hart Trophy. Currently has the third highest odds at plus nine hundred. Mitch Marner tenth best odds at plus three thousand. Um, I think Marner was, what, top five last year in voting. Uh, so that's really, you know, put 3,000 would be pretty good value actually there for a guy who's top five. And look, if this team overachieves and exceeds beyond everyone's expectations, and let's say they win the uh, not only the division crown, but let's say they win the president's trophy, it's very possible that if Matthew scores 55, 60 goals, and they win the President's Trophy, and he plays outstanding two-way hockey, the way that we kind of now envision him of playing, that Selkie-esque type of hockey. I could see Austin Matthews winning this thing. How about Mitch Marner, who plays on the penalty kill? I could see Marner also kind of being in the weeds here if he ends up scoring uh, over 100 points. So both those two are are among uh, the top 10 in the odds. Let's take a peek at what else we have. Uh, Jack Adams. 
Sheldon Keefe currently plus 1,600 odds to win the Jack Adams. So this is the fun part about betting. This is where the the degenerates uh, the degenerates kind of come to play. So if you think that the Maple Leafs, instead of... So like I said earlier, right? So the over-under is 165 points. If this team were to get over 165 points, that would be massively overachieving in my opinion. If you think that this team can win the division, that would be massively overachieving, overachieving in my opinion. And if the team overachieves that way, what do we know about the Jack Adams? It essentially goes to the coach with the team that overachieves. So if you are of the belief that the Leafs are going to do way better than what the public thinks they're going to do, um, and they, you know, you believe that they're going to win, you know, like 55 games or 53 games, and you think that they're going to, um, you know, win the division crown, possibly win the president's trophy, the bet would not be to, to take the over under or would not be to take Maple Leafs to make the playoffs. The smart bet would be to take the Jack Adams because you can get Sheldon Keefe at plus 1600 and if you tell me that if the Maple Leafs win the division if they you know beat Tampa and win this division and they win the President's Trophy and they end up with like 112 points which is what they were on pace for last season you're going to tell me that they're not going to give Sheldon Keefe the, the the Jack Adams award absolutely they'll do that so to me if you are high on the Maple Leafs this season the value bet is Jack Adams for Sheldon Keefe at plus 1,600. Um, The Calder Trophy, many may not know this, but Michael Bunting is actually somehow still eligible for the Calder Trophy. Um, Like, legitimately, I did not know or think that he was going to be eligible because he's played over 25 games, but I, I looked it up. Apparently, it's if you've played 25 games in one season or consecutive years of six-plus games, and the one season only played 25 games, or he played five games, rather, and then last year he played played 21, so he didn't play more than 25 last year, and then he didn't play more than six the season before. So he's still eligible for the, the, the Calder. And Michael Bunting at plus 3,400, if he's going to actually be a staple here in the top six, that's not bad odds. I don't think it's likely he'll he'll win it. I think like Cole Caulfield or Trevor Zegers is more likely to win this award. But Michael Bunting could be one of those dark horse, uh, dark horse guys that you throw a buck or two on, and and you know at, at thirty four hundred, literally you throw two bucks at it, you're laughing. You're you you'll end up with a seventy dollar win if he wins at the end of the day. And if you don't, if you know you, you hedge yourself a little bit. You throw a buck or two on Michael Bunting, and then you throw down like a couple of bucks also on, um, you know, on Zegris and then on Cole Caulfield, and then you're hedging and you're having a pretty good chance to to win this bet. So Michael Bunting is the uh, is the Leafs Calder candidates, and at plus thirty four hundred, not that's pretty good odds. Uh, Norris Morgan Riley at plus twenty nine hundred. I mean, I wouldn't make that bet, but Two things about Morgan Riley and why this could be a big year for him. I believe last year my hot take was that Morgan Riley was going to be a Norris candidate, not winner, but a candidate. Now he could do that again this season. Uh, you know, coming off a couple of years, two years ago was a down season. Last year, 
it was up and down. He was, he was he was pretty good actually, but a lot of it had to do with being helped out a lot by his new defensive partner in TJ Brody. But this season, if he can bring that offensive element, that 72-point guy that he was a few years back, if he can bring that player back into his game, into this team, and really help solidify that power play and become a 20-goal scorer again, which I don't know is likely, but you know, if he can put up that type of those type of numbers, he's back in the conversation. Um, so Morgan Riley, and the fact that A, it's a contract here, so he's got something to play for, especially after seeing defensemen get paid this offseason. Uh, so it's a contract year, plus he's on the bubble right now to make Team Canada at the Olympics. A strong showing early in the year would go a long way to making Team Canada, and you know that is something that Morgan Riley would love to do. So a strong outing, um, pl- you know, coupled with a contract year. So the Olympics, coupled with a contract year, gives him two massive, massive um, reasons to uh, to have a, a phenomenal season. Also, the fact that he's an NHL player and he should probably want to also always have an awesome season. But you know what I'm saying? There's just a little bit extra incentive than just the fact that he's paid to. Uh, to be a, a good player, essentially. Um, so those are the awards that I think the Maple Leafs could be in contention for. Perhaps Marner and the Selkie um, could be, you know, he could be in there maybe. Uh, but Leafs to win the Stanley Cup, currently the fourth highest odds at plus 1,100. I would wait. If you want to make that bet, I would wait because that is definitely going to drop. They should not be the fourth highest uh, team. But they're a public team, which means there's a lot of money going down on them. So they're raising the raising the stakes a little bit. Uh, so I, or they're lowering, sorry, lowering the money uh, a little bit. So I, I'm not a big fan of making that bet right now. If you do, I would make it later when the team, uh, other teams start to kind of outperform and then the Leafs drop to maybe fifth, sixth, seventh highest odds. It'll probably happen at some point this season. Uh, they're plus 250 to win the Atlantic, which is the second highest odd. So, you know, Vegas believes that the Leafs are going to finish second in the Atlantic behind Tampa Bay. So that's a, you know, encouraging sign, I suppose. And then Leafs to make the playoffs. Yes, at minus 11, uh, 1,100. No, at plus 650. If you are really skeptical on this team and you don't believe in them and you look at it you're like they're back in the Atlantic, they're not guaranteed to make a playoff spot. They, you know, Tampa's too good. Florida's way improved, and then they always have troubles with Boston. And, and that Bruins just scrape and claw their way to a playoff spot every year, and they're just going to kill us. And we're going to have to fight for a wild card spot. And then, you know, you take a look at the Metro, and they're filled with tons of great teams. You got both teams from New York. You got the Pens. You got the Canes. You got uh, the Capitals. You know, they've got tons of talent. There's no chance of us even competing for a wild card. I do not think this team is going to make the playoffs. Boom. Hammer yourself. No, at plus six fifty, great value, but it's 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 not likely to hit. Um, actually, I, I'll say this: what I just said is not actually like entirely false. Like it, this team is not as guaranteed. Like that's a little high for me. Plus six fifty. I think it's more likely that they miss the playoffs than like the value would suggest. Like if I were to do, I maybe do like plus four hundred, because um, plus six fifty, like that's like nearly impossible 
you're suggesting that it is very, very unlikely that this team misses the playoffs. And for the reason I just laid out, like, Tampa, solid team. Florida, very much improved. Boston, they're just always good, and they've just will always be good, apparently. Uh, so those those they'll they'll take the three, and then you got to battle for a wild card spot. And there's a bunch of great teams in the Metro. What if you don't get it? Because you have such a tough tough division, a tough schedule, playing in the East. Plus six fifty, not bad. Now, uh, if you are listening to this podcast, you are probably a big. Maple Leafs fan, I would assume, and if that's the case, you never want to root against the Maple Leafs, so you don't want to make that bet because then you'll be rooting against them. However, if you are a uh, a dark thinking person, you could say, "Hey, if they miss the playoffs, at least I will have money to be happy about." Uh, plus six fifty. Anyways, uh, so yeah, those are the. Odds, um, you can get all those over at betonline.ag. And my hot take, William Nylander, 40 goals this year. I think Nylander will score 40. At 31-67 and 67 in the COVID-shortened year, got off to a slow start last year, but really ramped it up towards the end of the season. It carried into the playoffs. Let's hope it carries into the start of this season. He has a full 82-game campaign where he plays consistent Great hockey, and if that happens, this guy's got the skill to score 40. That is my Maple Leafs hot take of the season. Uh, puck drop tomorrow night or possibly tonight if you're listening to this already on Wednesday. Um, Maple Leafs and Montreal Canadiens, enjoy the game. I may have a podcast out before the game starts, possibly tomorrow afternoon to kind of tee things up. I'm going to have a chat with the with the folks over at Locked On Canadians and see if they want to do some sort of crossover preview, maybe even a post show. Uh, we'll see. I'll keep you guys updated on the Twitter page. Uh, at Locked On Leafs. Uh, but that's to do it for me here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On Leafs podcast on all podcasts and platforms and receive daily Leafs content. You can follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show at Locked On Leafs. Uh, all right. I might be back with another episode tomorrow afternoon. If not, we'll recap the opener tomorrow night instead. Leafs, Habs, let's get it all started on the season. Uh, But until then, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.